going to the book of Hebrews tonight. Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, we'll sit down, will <laughs> No. Anyway, uh, the writer here, by most Bible scholars and theologians, declare that there's no known author to the book of Hebrews. Some refer to Pauline writing, but that's not confirmed, just, just for a little history sake there. Um, but here in the fifth and sixth chapters of Hebrews, we're going to start in the fifth chapter. And then we're going to move into chapter 6. And it tells, it tell, I mean, the Bible, all, it, the whole Bible tells us something. But this tells us something. It stresses something. And what it sounds like it's saying is not what it's saying unless you know what it's saying. Does that make any sense? And there's been a lot of questions about these scriptures. Let's read. Starting in the fifth chapter. And this is speaking, I'm going to begin in verse 11, and speaking of, of Christ glorified, uh, made the high priest of God, which God did himself. And I'm picking up in verse 11 when it says, Of whom, that's who it's talking about, uh, Christ. It says, Of whom we have many things to say and are hard to be uttered seeing you are dull of hearing. And I want to stop there and talk about that particular verse in itself. Dull of hearing. It seems that there's been a uh, disabling, affecting, uh, infecting, something other that is has a deafening effect and causes people either to stay deaf or become deaf spiritually well we know who the root of that is because again Satan's mission is to deafen us and blind us with his effects but what the writer here is saying talking about and referring to uh, and he declares that speaking to these particular uh, persons or church or churches that he's writing to here and he declares this in an accusatory sense so listen, I want to read that again of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered seeing you are dull of hearing like what good does it do to say anything if you're not going to hear it well, that's the world we're living in. They don't want to hear it. There are people who declare to be Christians that don't want to hear it. What they want to hear is the way they want to be. What they want to hear is what they want to do. And it's like it doesn't matter what the Word of God says. Because they're going to be their own way. 
That's dull of hearing. You haven't got anywhere far enough that it's caused you to be unable to hear. You haven't arrived, regardless if you think you are or not, or you have or not. This is pretty strong stuff right here, but I love strong stuff. Strong stuff feeds us. That's what we need to get. Uh, that we don't become one of these, or if we have become one of these, we climb our way out of being one of these. Because there's a whole lot more to Christianity than just showing up at church and acting like one. Dull of hearing. And verse 12 says, For when and for the time you ought to be teachers, when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again. Now, we're going to get somewhere here in a minute. I'm going to back up and explain what this is saying which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Remember those words there, the principles, first principles of the oracles of God. Because we're going to see them again here in a minute. So what's he saying? It's high time. There's enough time gone by that you don't need to be a baby, you need to be a teacher. But you're not one. Why? Why? Because you're dull of hearing. Got to. You got to get your hearing taken care of. And I believe your hearing can be perfected. Your spiritual hearing can be perfected, but it takes doing to accomplish that. We're not born into a good sense of spiritual hearing because we're a flesh, right? So we got to develop it, right? How do we develop it? By trying to listen. Exercising these things. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm using the physical, but this is talking spiritual. Dole of hearing spiritually. Now, listen to what he's saying. The reason I said I love strong stuff, strong scriptures, because they really gouge me. And I've been in this a long, long time. I've been teaching, preaching the word for a long, long time. But strong stuff still gouges me and many times brings me back to the place I need to be where I wasn't before I got gouged. Amen. And that's what the church needs today. It needs a good gouging. It needs to be told you're dull of hearing. And if you don't take care of it, it, it you know, you, you you can wag your tongue all you want to, but if you're dull of hearing, you're useless. And a lot of times you're useless in wagging your tongue. So it's better to hear than talk. Right? Amen. A lot better to hear than talk. You listen. Reading on. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Now there's a comparison here. You, can't, you don't see it really, but that's what it is. Who is it that Paul's talking about here in the previous, previous uh, verse 12? If, if uh, he's saying you ought to be a teacher, then what should you be? You ought to be a teacher. Well, what's a teacher supposed to be? Mature, right? Godly. Righteous, 
knowing the word. I mean, there, there's a lot involved here. But what he's declaring here is is uh, that you have need of of something other than strong meat because he said basically says you're on the milk. It's like comparing a baby to what should be an adult. The baby wants to stay baby. The baby don't want to stay baby because the baby don't want to hear. It's it's more comfortable being a baby. Well, we're all babies when we begin this thing, spiritually babies when we get saved. That that's a given. But we're not supposed to stay babies. And we don't stay babies by maturing and growing and knowing and learning and listening and gaining spiritual vision. Uh, there's a lot being said right here. Uh, I think we're probably in one of the greatest times where there's the greatest need for true spirituality and true maturity than maybe we've ever seen. Because I'll tell you, in the middle of a, of a fight, weakness don't get it. In the middle of a war, doing everything other than don't get it. When you have exactly what you need right before you, and the problem you don't have it is simply because you're dull of hearing and you don't care or whatever the reason is. Whatever it is, you're weak. Paul, in a way, is dressing them down here. Now, as he goes on in verse 14, he says, But strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age. Mature. Strong meat, he says. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Oh my goodness. Do I need to read that again? If somebody's senses have been exercised that they can discern both good and evil, then why in the world are they doing other than good? Why are they bordering on evil or maybe committing evil? Can somebody tell me? It's because they're exactly what Paul's or Paul or whoever wrote this is talking about right here. You can't do the things of God when you're dull of hearing. You can't mature in the Lord when you're dull of hearing. And when that's compounded and multiplied and you got multiple people who are not doing the things of God because they're dull of hearing, that affects everything. And this writer knows that. That's why he's saying this. I think he's kind of saying you got to get straightened out. Individually, personally, wholly. He's talking to one. He's talking to probably thousands here. I don't know how many this letter that's going out, the Hebrew letter to the Hebrews, I don't know how many it's going to, but he's saying the same thing to all of them. You know, you're picking and choosing. I don't pick and choose. Preach this word, it goes out. If you it bounces off your back like a water off a duck's back, then that's your problem. But if you take it in and absorb it and start maturing and you get on the meat and get off this other stuff, you're going to be a whole lot better for it. But you got to discipline yourself to do that. And you got to quit doing some things you're doing and start doing the things you need to be doing. Your hearing improves at that. Your spiritual hearing. When we improve for God, we begin to hear better spiritually. We begin to see better spiritually. Okay. I'm going to stop right there before we switch over into this next uh, chapter. 
Anybody want to put, let me clarify anything here or comment any, anything? Anybody compare or just strike a note with anybody so far? What's it mean? I've already, what's it mean to you? You want to go anywhere in the Lord? Listen, you want to go anywhere? You want to stay where you're at or you want to go somewhere? That, that's what's getting ready to be said. I'm getting ready to show you here in a minute. You want to move on or you want to stay where you're at? Good answer. That's what we're expected to do. But we got to be sure we're moving on instead of moving backwards. Because let me tell you something. If you're sitting still, you're moving backwards. You're moving backwards. This is a progressive discipline. It's something we got to discipline ourselves to do. And this, this, man, I don't know what you classify this. I mean, it's more than an urge. It's uh, it's pretty much a, it's life or death. You got to do it. You're not going to survive if you don't get this and you don't understand what it's saying. And this letter as it goes out, it's why is declaring or uh, comparing uh, meat to milk. Sometimes maturing to the meat stage can be a little rough. It can be very rough sometimes. You go through some trials. Uh huh. Yeah. You don't stay on the milk. You don't have a lot of problems. You can stay a baby. You can do what babies do. You can do what little children do that don't know any better than doing what they're doing. Or you can mature and be the spiritual Christian you're supposed to be. That's what he's saying. Verse 1, chapter 6. Therefore, because of the above, because of Christ, and even preceding what I began in reading, declaring Christ glorified, Christ is everything, Christ is all in all, the reason we're here. So therefore, now this is the part I said, it's a little hard to understand because it looks like it's saying something it is not saying. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. How does that strike you? Leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Leave it? What's the principles of the doctrine of Christ? Well, let's explain it. Because like I said, it's not saying what it looks like it's saying. And you don't get what it's saying until you look at the original language, which is Greek. Leaving here actually means casting off of. So let's read it again. Therefore, casting off of the principles of the doctrine of Christ, because the word leaving, what's that make it sound like? You're abandoning it, right? You're going to something else. Leaving means I'm gone. I'm no longer here. Leaving, I'm not considering or accepting this. But again, that's... The, the principles principles basically means the beginning the word is kind of a if you remember uh, uh, well in the beginning Genesis in the beginning God created that's kind of what this but what he's saying here and clarify that he's talking about leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ the, the beginnings of the gospel the basics, what? The basics. yeah the basics the, the beginning basics of the gospel which is who 
Jesus and him crucified, resurrected. The whole gospel thing. But he's not talking again about abandoning that. He's talking about we cast off of that. Not cast off at it, cast off of it. Because that's the foundation. That's the thing that we're supposed to be built upon. You use that to to launch yourself. See it, launch, that's a good word. Yeah. That's a launching pad. If it stays nothing but a foundation, it's useless. We're going to get to that in a minute. Doctrine here, it's interesting because you're going to see that in verse 1 here. You're going to see it again in verse, uh, I think it's 2. Yeah. But that same word in each of those verses means a different thing. Doctrine in this one is talking about actually <clears throat> logos word that sound familiar what's John 1 and 1 say it says in the beginning was the word the word was with God the word was God that's what the doctrine in this particular verse 1 right here is talking about the basic foundation of the word who is Jesus and the power of it and, and every principle of it Every beginning of it. Launching pad. Foundation. And let's not forget what we read up here because this is basically dealing with the milk and the meat. It's going to be one way or the other. Let us go on unto perfection. Oh. Hmm. Let us go on. Where are we going? I just read it. Unto perfection. What's that? Maturity. Oh. What's maturity? I've been all over. You're growing, but you grow a certain way. You're not a mature Christian until you grow by this right here. This is the only way. By what God has to say about things. The way God wants us to do things. The life God wants us to live. Our association with other people, how He wants us to live. Lifting other people up and encouraging other people like He wants us to live. There's so many elements to maturity that we look at it so briefly and we just skim right over it and then we go ahead and keep doing what we've been doing all along and we are dull of hearing. And then we're nothing. Because we can't hear. If you can't hear instructions, you're not going to do them. <laughs> right? Comment? Question? I want y'all to open up. I mean, we're in this together. I'm in it with you. I mean, these scriptures. Go ahead, Brother Tim. I got a little footnote here in my Bible. says, uh, meaning of the word perfection is to move forward to achieve the goal set forth by God. Absolutely. Ties right in. But you got to move forward. Don't you? I stand right there. Yeah. It doesn't say stand around. It doesn't say go backwards. It says basically means move forward. Anybody else? I think the word willing needs to come into this too. I mean, gotta if you're be. not willing, you're just wasting your time. Got to be. You got to be willing for him to even start showing you. And that's amazing because people are willing and commit energy and strength and breath and everything else to do things totally contrary to the word of God, taking them away from maturity 
all along. And they'll pour themselves totally into that. But when it comes to this, when you're appearing in the Lord, for the Lord, by the Lord, we can't appear other than by Him. He's the only one that's made it possible for us to do that. But it's for a reason. We can grow, improve. Okay. Now, anybody? Oh, you had something to um, Basically, just a, a steady um, advancement. Steady advancement. I like steady. that. A steady advancement. Right. Yeah. Which is most of the time, sometimes there's some leaps and bounds come along, great spiritual experiences that propel you forward. And that's how you get to those bigger ones by doing the little ones. But you got to apply yourself. And I won't stress, you're never going to be mature if you keep doing things that are contrary to God's Word. You're only going to go backwards, you're only going to sour, you're going to stifle. You're going to be stagnant. So there's a lot of decision in this. There's a, a decision. First of all, you got to you got to decide. Or we got to decide. First of all, we're, we're going to change and go the right way, right? Do the right thing. That's that's a huge part of maturity. Um, sometimes, again, as I mentioned a while ago, sometimes there's some hard knocks as you do that. Sometimes there's some things we we, we kind of got to uh, straighten ourselves out upon that, that jerks at us quite a bit. But regardless, if we're going to find ourselves in the place that this writer's talking about right here, in this perfection state, or this maturity state, and that's where we, going all the way back, that's what he's referring to when he says teacher. You can't teach nobody anything if you're not oh, well, wait a minute. Yeah, you can. There's a lot of teaching going on from immature people, but it's just the wrong kind of teaching. That needs to sink. The kind of maturity he's talking about here is spiritual maturity that enables one to instruct. Not necessarily on a platform or a pulpit, but that's really speaking of the Christian experience, all of us. As I've stressed around here many, many, many times, how we're all an influence. Everything we do is an influence. If you're a negative influence, then you can just go ahead and write negative across your forehead because I'm going to tell you what, sooner or later, everybody knows you and they're going to learn you and they're going to see you as a negative person. And in comparison, the other way around, if you mature yourself and align yourself with the Word of God and the ways of God, you're going to be appreciated and respected. I promise you. That's the process, but it does happen. What goes around comes around. I promise you at some point. People are able to read us by really without us saying anything. All they got to do is watch us. And that says a lot. So, uh, going on to, let us go on. Us. Whoever's writing this, do you notice he's including himself? Us. Us means us, me and you, or me and y'all. Us. So, bringing up that to a point that we all need to be doing this. What did you say? Con constantly achieving or something like that? Well, it yeah. It, it's a process. But the more we do it, and I'm not saying that there's not going to be times that come along that are more difficult than they are easy, but the more we mature ourselves, the easier it is to progress on. Because we gain. 
we strengthen, we improve, we gain knowledge, we gain understanding, we're applied wisdom. The Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. He'll give it. And I don't mean just throwing out some crazy wild plea. That, that's talking, ask him. Because you want that. Not for yourself, but that you can give wise advice and be an instructor and be a teacher. We all live in this world. We all touch people every day. And the best instruction we could be giving them is how to live for God. And that's principle basis. Now, not laying the foundation of repentance from dead works or not again laying not laying again is how the King James puts it not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works well I thought that's what it was all about repentance so why are we not laying it again what's dead works When you got saved, what happened? All your past works, what happened to them? Died. Gone. What do you keep trying to bring them back to life for? Uh-huh. The resurrected dead. Right. See, what we're getting ready to see here, and there's six of them, and we've been talking about foundation. The foundation's already been made for all of these. And what's being pointed out here is whoever is being received in this letter is still trying to build the same very things that's already been done. And by doing that, or really they're kind of just playing around with a few minor basics. And in doing that, they become bogged down in it. And because they become bogged down in it, they can't go forward because they get dull of hearing. Because most of all, if, if you look... They're, they're dealing with their self more than anything else. You know, it's all about me. And you don't see that in this, but in a big way, that, that's what it's alluding to. This, uh, the uh, foundation of repentance from dead works, and even says, and of faith toward God, completing that particular verse. Man, see, it sounds like, what? Doesn't it? From appearance of... Dead works and a faith towards God? Get off that foundation or not not laying it again? See, because the foundation's already there. Repentance is already there. That was laid a long time ago, right? Faith in God's laid a long time ago. Faith in God that created everything. You gotta believe in God before anything happens, right? But now this particular church was having issues with these things. That's why it's being addressed to them. Because they were all wound up in these other things which was preventing them from moving forward and moving on and maturing in the Lord and coming to this perfected state which is very able to lead others and bring other souls in and show people the joy of a life in Christ. And they're too bogged down to do that because they're tangled up in other things. Well, much of the time People living in 2022 are so tangled up in other things they can't get the Word of God. They, they're so tangled up that they're doing everything other than. Uh -huh. Now, I know these are particular uh, uh, foundational elements that are, of course, necessary. And it's not saying, as we started off here, where it looked like it said just abandon everything. We're not leaving those things. But if you, again, you leave just the foundation alone, nothing's going to happen. 
they're supposed to be what you can refer to as a superstructure built on the foundation, a superstructure for God in your life and every other Christian that glorifies him, extends and shoots off or launches off of the foundation instead of quibbling and worrying and trying to get all this other stuff figured out that's already really been done or hindering and then you, you wind up being of no use. But the scriptures support that. Dull of hearing is of no use. Blind is of no use to God. Comments, questions? Yes? I think it's hilarious in a serious way that all those thousands of years ago, nothing has changed. The people were still the same. Exactly right. Suffered from the same issues, same mm-hmm. problems. I mean, if you take just a little bit of you take your salvation and you don't do anything with it, just a few basics like you said, and you just keep meddling them over, just by default you're going to get burned out on Well, you just keep trying to live in that little niche. Yeah. And, and just, that's your whole everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Instead of moving on in it. And as you move on in advance, I mean, it's obvious. The Bible pretty much tells us, I'll declare it to you. You move on in advance, God's going to supply you and equip exactly. you with other things as you go. And you stale. You do grow stale. You yeah. do grow stagnant. And that's kind of what's being said right here. Get off of this stuff. Go forward. Build upon the foundation that already exists, which is Christ Jesus and the gospel and the cross and everything about it. He throws some more things in here. uh, He says in verse 2, he says, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal I thought all those things fit the Christian category. But you got to understand them. Doctrine, there's that word doctrine as we saw in the preceding verse. Doctrine in verse number one meant the logos or the word of God. In this particular scripture, it means instructions. Or the teachings of. Would you like to know how many teachings there are on baptism alone? A lot of us denominations. And there's some big, big arguments get started over. Some even say there's no requirements. You don't have to be. Some say you do. Some say you got to do it right after you get saved. Some say sprinkling's good. Some say no, you got to be totally immersed. All kinds of things. A lot of baptisms. The three main baptisms. Or baptism in water, baptism in the Holy Spirit, and baptism in suffering. You know that? Suffering for God is baptism. So biblically declared. And even if you broke it down to those three, he's still saying, don't get so caught up in, in just that, that you can't move forward and do any good or mature in the Lord. There's there's so much room for for improvement, so much room for expansion and maturity. See, it never ceases. The maturity the Bible talks about, it don't have an end point. It don't have a graduation. Well, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> we're going to graduate one of these days. Amen. But not here. Woo, we're going to receive that diploma. <laughs> well, mm. Whole another whole another sermon, brother Jim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but right now we got to work on maturing. I'm gonna ask you a question. 
You, you don't don't signify by any. Just just answer this to yourself. Do you want to be instrumental in seeing somebody else come to Jesus and get saved? Do you want to be instrumental in that? Oh yeah. Think about that. Think about how awesome that is. You saved a soul from hell. And if it's two, you save two souls from hell, or however many, that are heaven-bound. You led them to Christ because of your maturity in Christ, not your flopping around babyish, childish stuff, where a lot of people stay and still live in and still do in. There's, there's a great call and expectation biblically of spiritual maturity. That's why this is in the Word, not only here, but multiple other places as well. And it's, to me, it's challenging. I love a good challenge. Bring it, Lord. Hey, if this improves me, then thank God. Because that makes me more effective, right? And then He'll charge you with other things. Comments. Man, time is running. Anybody have a comment question? We're going to cover some more of these. Resurrection from the dead there in verse 2, that sounds like a pretty important thing, a doctrine doesn't it, at least, doesn't it? Laying on hands? You know where laying on hands originated? Laying on of hands originated in the early church. First of all, when people became members, they laid hands on them and declared them so. And that became a big thing. Church membership became a big thing. Doesn't it still? But that don't save you no more than a crawdad blood. <laughs> Got it? What is it that really saves us? The blood of Jesus. And understanding what was required that we got the blood to cover our sins, save our souls, erase all of our bads, and give us a path to heaven. So that's the foundation. And of eternal judgment. There is going to be eternal judgment. For everyone. And that's of super importance. Again, we're not taking these things and throwing them away because the foundation has already provided the very thing that these ones that this being written to is all caught up in because they have become the main important thing instead of the foundation being the most important, which if you understand foundation of the gospel, Jesus being the foundation, Jesus being the word, Jesus being everything, and have the desire to please him, appreciate that and, and revere him for it. If you have that, then your movement towards maturity is well on the way. But now, this isn't all inclusive, these, these six particular things mentioned in the scriptures. Because we, I mean, we, we should know enough to know that there are more. There's a lot of things. Uh, but I want to bounce off this and touch on a couple of other things. 
that's related. Um, you could say in these six things that it's you could relate it to works in a big way. You could you could see baptism as nothing but a work. Water baptism, right? Matter of fact, there's some that believe that's it. Get dunked and you're saved. Um, in proper understanding uh, of these six particular elements that we've, we've talked about, trying to try find the right words to, to try to explain this. While I'm searching for it, we're running down. Anybody got a thought or comment? Then I'll get back to it. I want to. The end of verse 2 in the Amplified um, says, These are all matters of which you should have been fully aware of long, long ago. Yeah, the foundation. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> why spend time trying to dig around in something yeah. that it's done? That's a, that's a big thrust of the. And, and there's some other uh, explanations for these scriptures as well. And like any scriptures, I mean, there's there's argument to them. But uh, I think the main thing we can pick out of this is the need for maturity, the need for the Bible describes as perfection. We should strive for the perfection of maturity, because that takes us first. It takes us near God for one thing, and then it takes us places that we're able to minister, teach, to instruct other people, which leads more people to Christ, which draws people. Uh, but without it, there is no draw because all you have is just nothing. Right? Um, I don't want to play into these next series of scriptures because we're, we're right on time anyway. I'll, I'll pick up on that another time because there's some pretty meaty stuff down through there that I want to explain in fullness. Um, anybody not understanding any of this or you... Anybody confused about it? Okay, young. The scripture <clears throat> can recite exactly what's that. It talks about uh, uh, being fitly joined together, you know, foundation and fitly joined together. Well, you know how you fitly join anything together? fitly join it. Now you can join something together and it looks like cruddy when you get through with it. I've seen a lot of this stuff. But how about fitly joining it? What is that talking about? Precisely where it stands. Fitly jointed means it is connected and it's connected well, piece by piece. That's what this superstructure off the foundation is supposed to be, a continually growing superstructure off the foundation, not trying to Relay the foundation because the foundation is already there. Why are you down here working on the foundation when you got work to do to build this thing up? Right. What's being said? There's work to be done. There's souls to reach. There's people to, to, to witness to. There's there's ministries to perform. So that's what we're to be about. First time we got to get we. I say we a lot. Please don't take that wrong. But the church, many people have to get their hearing corrected. 
the best hearing aid you can get is God. Amen. They got some fancy ones out there right now, but <laughs> he beats them all. Ask him to help your hearing, and if you're serious about it, he will. Anybody else? We're going to close up here in just a few minutes. Yes. Pastor, I kind of relate what we've been covering to, you know, saved and sanctification and then filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, the, the stairs, because as you're going through sanctification, you're also learning to get off of the mature and getting into the meat. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I kind of relate all those together. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. A big part of maturity and during the sanctification process, a big part of maturity is, is cutting things and throwing them away. I mentioned that here a while back. Getting them out of your life. Stop doing stuff you're doing. Quit being stupid. You know. I said that because people understand that. Quit being stupid and get smart for God. For the gospel. The world's stupid. I mean, they're, don't model after them. Don't get caught up in that mess. We got work to do. Yeah. And if we're going to do it right, we've got to mature in it. Amen. Change. Because through the Word of God, you can fix stupid. Yes, you can. You can. Yes. Yeah. We was all stupid once. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I've been there. Stupid in sin. Yeah. yeah. But now we ain't one. Because Jesus Amen. saved us. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. All right. Move on. Let's move on. Keep building. Get it right. Anybody else before we dismiss? Once, twice. <laughs> all right. Thank you all. Appreciate your comments, attention. Continually doing better for God. Kicked on a little bit, but I feel good. Yeah. No, I didn't talk much tonight, but I feel better. Amen. You know, the word, when we allow it to sink into us, but you got to hear it. You got to hear it right before it sinks into you. There's the deal. You know, you're that seed, you know, like you talked about going to get baptized. When you go under the water, you're kind of like that seed. You got to water the seed before it sprouts. You gotta die. Yep. And you gotta yep. And then Water. once it sprouts and grows them roots, it continually grows up. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, and you gotta water it every now and then. Yep. It's like the rest of it. Once in a while them old roots get a little dry, mm -hmm. you gotta put some in water back Yeah. Good. Yep. Keep 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 growing. There's only one place you can get that one. That's right. That kind of water. One place. Yeah. One place. Yeah. yeah. Woo! He's a little preachy. Doug's a little preachy. I'm a little all right, y'all stand. We'll dismiss. We missed y'all guys Sunday, man. We really did. Uh, had a great time. Remembered y'all. Thank God we never had it. Uh, it was uh, all over. I'll eat your piece of corn pie. That's all right. Hey, Lance ate your hamburger. <laughs> all right, we did miss y'all, though. So, you we know. missed it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's dismiss in prayer and uh, like, take us away. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word tonight, God. 
Lord, we just praise you, Lord. Lord, help us in this journey, Lord, to pursue you, to push towards you, to continue to grow, God. To serve the papers of divorce to this world, God, Lord. Yes. We praise Woo. you, Father, Lord. It's got nothing for us. Right. It's got nothing but lies and hurt. It's, mm -hmm. it's just garbage, God. There's nothing without you, God. So we praise you. We push yes, into you. We pray your will be done in our lives. We pray, God, Lord, the world see our fruits, God. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, Lord. We pray for protection, God, for everyone here tonight, God. We thank you and love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We agree. Amen. Amen.